1: Welcome to another Everyday Life series on decoding how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. Biblical principles from Genesis to Revelation. It's under our Everyday Life category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website jf.foundation. That is j-a-e-f.foundation. In our first series of decoding, We looked at decoding creation, God's thought processes and patterns through creation from Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. And we arrived at a ten principle combination that will revolutionize how you think. In this next series of decoding, we look at how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership through the life and story of Joseph, also from the book of Genesis. Joseph's life changed the course of Israel. It was through him that God preserved the nation of Israel. Israel wasn't yet a nation per se. It was just a family of 12 siblings. The latter grew into the nation of Israel in Egypt. Some of the life principles we'll cover in this decoding series are, our upbringing and past shouldn't define us. Knowing your purpose and calling is the best anchor to go through the storms of life. In life, we need favor and love with both God and man. There are no coincidences in life. God's justice system never fails. We'll also look at work and service, money and how the economy of Egypt was built from the ground up. We'll also look at investing, saving, leadership and management. Without further ado, welcome to Decoding Joseph.
2: are burning in the streets they're feaming for how you're learning
1: For tuning in to the pre-show. This is episode six of Decoding Joseph. We continue our discussion with our guest, Tolu, on what character traits propel Joseph to go from slave to second-in-command and how this can be applied in the workplace to go from employee to employer. We hope this episode blesses your heart, so open up your heart and mind and let's dive in. one as I was saying one of the ironic one of the iconic and iconic iconic and ironic things comes from this is one of the most iconic statements and ironic statements in the Bible comes from the book of Joshua chapter one verse eight and this is god giving last minute instructions to Joshua before they cross over to basically start going into battle to possess this land from certain group of foreigners so they were basically going to be the foreigners, but they were going to go and fight for this land. And this is this is what he said. He did not giving God did not give Joshua like new battle tactics or strategies. Say go do it. no no no. He basically just said, "This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may do according to all that is written therein." For then thou shall make thy way prosperous, and then thou shall have good success. He's, and what, that's very ironic. What a set of instructions to tell someone who, who's preparing to go to battle. I, I imagine this as being a commander-in-chief, and you, you're telling basically your army general that, hey, meditate in this book of the law, basically, it, it it doesn't have anywhere that this is how you should slay the enemy, use this tactic, use this strategy. No, no, no. It was basically some, uh, the, the book of the law up to this point was God's instructions, his moral, moral code, civil law, and sanitary laws. And basically how the father wants to do business. But, basically the scripture is also telling us that meditation and communing is one of the ways we are guaranteed to have to be prosperous in anything we do or have good success and we can translate this instruction though it was given years way 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 back then to someone who was going out on the battlefield and we can use it today and say how much better of an employee would you be if you really sat down between Friday 5 p.m. and Monday 9 a.m. and meditated upon what novel ways you can suggest that they do things differently at your workplace.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so true. Um, if you, you have to be meditating on the word and then and that becomes a source of your prayer. And then that now comes to the place of okay, now I've uh, I, I've been full of this this word Bef- even before you start meditating. let's say again attention as attention span problem right Maybe we are maybe you're one of the that have this limited attention span. maybe you're not really focused on the things of Elohim right now. you find it hard. man you don't understand my schedule and blah, blah. yeah. I maybe I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's something that is complex and unique to you. Okay, all right. Present it to the Father. You know, He understands everything. He will guide you from there if you're sincere with Him. He will guide you from there, and then you know, you ask Him. Teach me how to meditate on Your Word. He's going to teach you step by step how to meditate on His Word. It could be just one verse. Mm -hmm. It's to teach you how to chew the cud on that one and he begins to teach you how to you know let that word marinate in you and begin to see okay how does how is how are you going to show me how to activate that word you know so it's and then after that cultivation then he he, um i love there's a point in i think uh, first corinthians 17 that says that the word that you gave to me is what has spurred me in prayer to pray to you and that was David mentioning this, like the word that you gave to me, it was actually mm-hmm. the word that spurred me in prayer to come seek you. And so what are you saying that in that scripture, again, you're welcome to read first Corinthians seven. I mean, not Corinthians, but uh, Chronicles 17. Um, what David is saying in that portion, because it was David that was speaking there was that the, he meditated on what the father gave him and that now began to spark a flame of desire in his heart, based on his own personal life. Mm -hmm. So the word began to apply to how he lived. And okay, it's like, okay, I find this to be perplexing. I need your help in this, show me. And so that's, that's what the word generally will do is that when we meditate on the word, then it begins to apply into our personal life. And then he begins to bring more questions in our heart that cause a desire to seek him. Okay. Father, you said in your word that say like Genesis 39, again, let's use that point as reference. And that was my own personal experience. As you said in your word that uh, Joseph <laughs> it was really, it was really awesome. It was like, you said in your word, Joseph, um, you, you, he, you, you get, you know, Joseph had this amazing, um, you know, relationship with you that he got favored in the workplace. I want to understand that. And that was because I was meditating on it. Then he began to, it's like, it like, he was like, ask me the question that was in your heart. And I said, show me how, I know there's a process to this. That's what I said. I know there's a process to this. Please show me how this works. Mm-hmm. And then he began to go step by step on each verse, on how that worked, how he how he influences the workplace. And you know, so it's it's the same thing that you're gonna see anytime you meditate on the word that he begins to now begin to influence your life, influence how you think. Maybe yeah, you read you meditated on the word that, you know, um, Mark 1 35, um, Jesus, Yeshua rises up early in the morning and is like, man, Abba, I see this and it's, I can't just, it's just bothering me because I want to do this, but my life is this, this, and this. And he's like, okay, no problem. Let me show you how that works that's literally how the father does it's a process with us he's going to always take us step by step so long as we're willing and keep meditating on his word and keep opening ourselves to him he'll he'll just start increasing the desire from that meditation to affect different aspects of our lives
1: absolutely absolutely that's that's where the I can't even say that's where the magic happens. No, no, no. There is is a revelation knowledge that you get. You know, I can't even really explain it. Uh, As you were talking about all of these, I was really thinking, how can I explain to someone that meditating in the Word of God somehow gives you knowledge? Like, you meditating in the Word of God would actually... um, give you new ideas on how you can build a rocket ship or a self-driving car or a another Google or another um, curriculum at school for your students. I don't know, do, do, you, do you have a way that you can explain? Because I know that's how it happens, but I honestly, I honestly, I don't, I don't know how these words that you read from the Bible. I don't know how they go from like these things that you read, and somehow they open you up to seeing things that you couldn't see before, in a domain that is non-spiritual, so to That's say.
0: A good but I
1: think it's, but I think it's because we live in a spiritual world. We live in a physical world that is still run by a spiritual world. But I was really trying to think about it. How do I explain to someone who doesn't, for instance, even a a Christian, because a lot of Christians don't think that if I'm, for instance, if you told a lawyer that they're having an issue with a case and you told them, okay, what you need to do is not to read more law, uh, historical cases but go pick pe- go pick up the bible and just read through the book of proverbs or just find a passage in scripture and meditate on that over the weekend and you'll have the answer that you need to in that case so a lot of people will be like dude you're crazy you you are high you're smoking some yeah right <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah I- but I- 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 I, I definitely
0: think that it's uh... maybe,
1: maybe, maybe you have an explanation. How, how would a lawyer reading the book of a passage of scripture, let's say out of Proverbs or anywhere in scripture, how yeah. does that go from activating something that they didn't see about the case before? Because yeah. I, they, I know it happens, there's a way in which I want to explain it, but maybe. Uh, let me first think of a of it that I can really explain it. But you go, you go. Yeah,
0: of course. I I actually understand. So, like I'll say, I'll say from my own perspective. Like I was looking for the practicality of this in my workplace, right? So yeah, and I'm just like I was. I'm just like oh, I was just like that person that is gonna be probably gonna listen to this. I'm gonna before I get into this part and say well, this all sounds good, but how is this applicable to me in my coding, you know? Um, how is this applicable to me as a nurse, as a doctor, um, as a surgeon, you know? I am in the marketing side, I do digital marketing. So I was, I, I want to, I didn't want, uh, you know, I wanted to be effective in my workplace. I believe that ABBA, ABBA has placed me there for a reason. And, uh, I, so I, like I said, going back to my personal time with the father, I said that, uh, you got to show me how this works, please show me how this works. And so let's use that, that he used that same Genesis 39 from verse one. He actually didn't go through everything, even though it's, it talks about verse one to six, he took it step by step. And this is the power of meditating and waiting to listen. So in verse 1, he explained everything that um, we shared about steadfastness, the importance of steadfastness. And that's why, um, if you go back to sorry, uh, the thing is verse 2, um, Yeah, not verse 1, verse 2, uh, it says that it came to be that Yahweh, the Lord, was with him, was with mm. Joseph. And he's like, well, that part shows that Joseph didn't cultivate that relationship when he got to Party first house. Joseph already had that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that was the that's a that's first if we were to summarize the last say one hour 40-something minutes, what were we talking about? Verse two. <laughs> Verse two. And then <laughs> It says, and he became a prosperous man. And and then and he and and he says and he and was in the house of the master of his master, you know, Potiphar the Egyptian. And then his and then verse three is where he got me. So I was gonna read through verse three and goes to verse four. So but he made me stop at verse three. He's like, so his, his master saw that Yahuwah, the Lord, was with him and Yahweh made all that he did to prosper in his hands, and so I was about to read continue, and he's like, "No, no, stop there. That's this is where our lesson is going to be." <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, just one verse? Like, not just one verse. Look closely at the last part." And Yahweh made all that he did to prosper in his hands, and and he was like, hmm, "How did I make him prosper?" I was like, well, that's a good question. How did you make him prosper? (laughs) And so uh, then he begins to show me from the portion of like how he can, how he, how we can incorporate his presence in the workplace. And so he says, well, let's look, for example, go to the parable of the five loaves and two fish. What did the, the, the the boy what, did, what was needed for the miracle to begin and I answered was that it was the five loaves and two fish and, so, and then he said to me, good so bring your five loaves and two fish to me every time and give thanks to me and I will multiply it. And some of the, and so he, but he broke it down. He broke it down. So, so that's just, just the, let's say this is the premise of what he spoke about. But he said that the five loaves and two fish represents the work of your hands. The five loaves and two fish in that story was what the boy had, was all that he had. And he offered it, how? In faith. He offered it believing that the father would multiply it. He was washed by the word. He was washed by Yeshua. He, was, he believed, he trusted in that, the, that he would use what he had to multiply. And that applies to me as an employee in my workplace, bearing, bringing the little that I have to bring, to bring thousands of prospective buyers and customers Clients to the place of my workplace to come and buy from us, and not just in small quantities, but in large quantities too, because that would then bring a profit to us. So, mm-hmm. um, so he began to he began to show me that it, the boy brought this in faith, and the same thing, like I said, not just for me, but this applies to everyone. How this is not just a, a formula that. I found that he showed me, but it actually, I've been sharing this every time I get to with people that are really desiring this. Um, but he began to show me that that those five loaves and two fish, it applies to everyone. The little you have, that you being in your workplace represents the little you have to bring. You Working every day, whether you're a mechanic, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a a scientist, whether you are a, a programmer, whether you are an architect or an interior designer, the little you have, whether you're a baker, the little you have, the work you do every day represents the little you have. You bring it to the Father through the Son, Yeshua, and you ask him to bless this and you and he will bless it and multiply it that Mm -hmm. was the of it now he said okay let's break it down into more details so he he said this is the process i want you to go with again this is how meditating and applicate he begins to show you how to apply the word into your day-to-day life so he said before now i'm going to break down this scenario very very much so for you so you can understand the practicality of this in your workplace. So he showed, He t- told me this, before you send out any work or jump into to do any work, you have to invite me into it. The same way you, before you eat your meal, you bless your meal, you give thanks to the Father. That's the same way you invite him in in the work that before you start work. So if you like for me, I'm in the marketing side of things. If you're a doctor, before you start accepting patients, what do you do? You pray, you thank him for coming into your workplace, to so come into your your office, coming to your. If you're a surgeon, coming to your operating room, thank him for helping you to work that day. And then, you know, uh, for me, he said he said to next thing he said, um, tell me what work you have been called to do. Um, this can happen before or it can happen mm-hmm. while you're doing it you, you know, you can he you, you just inform him of the maybe the tasks that are at, at, at hand treat him like he's next to you or he's right standing right next to you and you're talking to someone in the flesh treat the holy spirit as a person because he is a person if not if he wasn't a person then he won't be able to be grieved you know the you know the the, the bible says have- don't the, the, the holy spirit don't grieve the, the the presence of the father
2: mm-hmm.
0: he's a person treat him as a person and 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 tell him okay this is the things that i need to do like he's right next to you standing looking into the same note or looking in the same ipad or sitting next to you and he's thinking with you Treat him like that, and tell him your work, your schedule, what's what you have to do, the tasks you have to, for today. Invite him into the creative process, and so while I'm, um, he was he was telling me that I should invite him to share his ideas with me, and that is scriptural because the in in Exodus thirty five, it's as it's a it thirty five or thirty six, I think it's thirty five, but. Um, the father, the the word says that um, one of the people that were building the ark, was it Ark of the Covenant? Yes, the Ark of yeah. the Covenant. They, they says the spirit of of Yahweh, of the Lord was
1: upon them. Yes, and,
0: and and there was an outpouring of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge.
1: And all manner of workmanship.
0: All men of, of workmanship. That's and in in the in the in 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 the in some other english language um, i think other english versions it says creativity skillful workmanship um yeah. all manner of creativity in the original language in hebrew it says his it's like the the word signifies like the father's thoughts his creativity are his thoughts you know which is very interesting so but that those are just some things that you see that when he says my ideas, he's like, my thoughts. Let me put my thoughts into this, this work. Let me put my thought into the strategy of this work. So it could be a business strategy, into a business meeting. It could be a surgery, you know? It could be uh, sales, sales tactics, you know? Uh, it could be whatever it is, you know? Uh, put yourself, you know, maybe you're, you're an, an accountant, could be a different way of doing things but you invite him to share his ideas with you and you ask him to fill you with his presence and because his presence contains wisdom understanding knowledge even beyond that if you go to isaiah 11 it says that there's seven uh, seven aspects of his presence you're welcome to check them out in isaiah 11 verse 1 yeah. to 5 you, you will see seven aspects of his presence. Wisdom, understanding, not, um, counsel, might, knowledge, and reverence of the father.
1: Seven aspects there. So, um, yeah. So at any one time you could uh, be operating with uh, uh, basically like uh, seven agents seven <laughs> Basically. Yes,
0: uh, you're you're running on you you're, you're running on that 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 uh, Yeshua fuel, that Jesus fuel, you know. Yeah, that, that, um, that is what propelled uh, you know, Yeshua to be able to do all those amazing things, you know. So,
1: and there is, uh, I think, as we, cause I I believe we're just scratching the surface. We haven't even gone into where Joseph really turns gets special. Basically, God downloads in him a plan on how to save a country's economy. And that in itself is just mind-blowing and how he just builds a whole economy from the ground. I mean, no experience, no experience. But I think... So there's so much that we shall cover. And um, I believe that we shall be... Um, our listeners would be, would love to, to so that we can just keep learning from you. So as, cause, cause we could keep going and I, I kind of want to uh, bring us to some kind of point where we can uh, rest the conversation from where we can pick up next time is the, the key takeaways out of this conversation If you really are thinking, okay, what's my whole takeaway from all of this? How does, I think one of the things that we want you to realize that there is a wisdom that supersedes the wisdom of man. God, there's a wisdom, the wisdom of God, it says the foolishness of God is wiser than man. He's not even trying to compare God's wisdom with man's wisdom. He's comparing god's foolishness man's wisdom that that shows you the context in which even how we're not in the same stratosphere we're not because one person knows everything he knows the end from the beginning whereas he basically knows that the company that you're betting on that the value of their stocks is going to collapse within 3 years and he knows that the company that you um ignoring is the company that's gonna be is gonna stay in the market longer than the company you're thinking about. Because he knows the end from the beginning. It's it's not our disadvantage, no, it is our advantage that we have access to someone who knows all things, who knows the end from the beginning. That's what separates. Uh, one of the things different God and man, it's there is omnipotence, omnipotent, omnipresence, and uh, what's the other? Omni-whatever. Omniscience. Yeah, omniscience, all-knowing. So, and and what we're trying to say in all of this is that all the people who did exploits, from the different stories in the Bible that we are going to decode, they had one thing in common. They had a humility of understanding that I could do this my way or I could invite God to the table. Let me give God a seat at the table and let's ask him, God, this is how I'm planning to do it. This is how I want to do it. But how would you do it? How would you build this company? How would you approach customers? How would you conduct the surgery? There is a realm that you can tap into where you have access to wisdom from God. But it doesn't happen if you don't have a specific heart posture that is a posture of humility and also understanding that you are not the smartest person on this planet the same way if you were a basketball player that you would have reverence and humility if you went to play with let's say uh a LeBron James or or Michael Jordan you wouldn't in their presence act like hey I know you know like you would sit your butt down and you would let them teach you a few things. Right. We do that in a human to human with human, human interactions, but we don't do that whenever we don't really consult God's wisdom. Christians and non-Christians alike, we don't do it quite often. And so I think for me, If I'm looking at this conversation, if I'm listening, those are my own takeaways from this. Say, okay, whenever I'm in a situation, I should always involve the father. I should always ask, okay, Lord, this is how I plan to do it. And I take a few minutes to ask him and say, how would you do it? And I should always trust that his way of doing it is always going to be infinitely better than my way of doing it. Now, for you, what are your takeaways from this? What do you want someone to take away from this conversation?
0: Um, it takes, everything is a process, first things first. You know, the Father is gonna teach you precept after precept, line after line. Um, be, be It's okay to take things slowly and patiently with the Father and let him teach you and even cultivate. If you don't have patience, cultivate. You know, I've been saying this since we began this podcast because it's uh, so key. Be sincere yeah. about where you are. Be sincere about your walk. Um, I'd encourage that we all go back and go seek the Father and go say, okay, how how can I d- apply this? Mm-hmm. I heard things. Uh, I want to search them out. Where shall I start? You know me best. Help me. That, the, the, that alone begins the journey. It begins the journey. Everything else will be filled in as you keep walking with him. Um, like I said, it will start being activated in your workplace. But the journey starts when you're humble before him. Um, it's my prayer that that you would, you know, that we would all go and keep seeking him and turn our faces towards him. And that's my takeaway for, from this that, you know, it's just to, to go back to him and learn that yeah, he's sweet, to go back to him and learn and be sincere in his presence and, and know that he will show you as you keep seeking him. He will show you as you keep seeking him and pray to listen and pray and pray to to hear him and ask him to open your hearing and he will do such. You ask him to open your eyes, he will do that. He'll keep showing you and then your hearing, your seeing will be open you to become more active in the workplace as well. So um, yeah I think for me that 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 is my takeaway. Going back and you know spend time with the father. Ask and be sincere with him in your your walk, and, um, and 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 then share all these things. You know, I heard you can be effective with me in the workplace. I want to know you, and he will sh- start showing himself to you. So, that's that's that for
1: me. <clears throat> that's <wow>. well, well. <clears throat> Uh, guys, I, I really hope that uh, you do take these key takeaways that uh, we both feel have impacted us or that have really spoken to us during this fast sit down with our guest, Tolu, on this series called Decoding How God Thinks About Work, Money, Business, Investing and Leadership through the life and story of Joseph. Brother, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Oh, thank you for having me on, and Shalom to you. Shalom, and uh, I look forward to the next one. This uh, There's so much about this story that uh, we will definitely need to have you back on here, and we will plan for that. Uh, looking forward to our Heavenly Father breaking some more bread for us. <laughs> <laughs> and also some, some other really cool unique things that we're working on uh, some really? other un, very unique uh, conversations <laughs> <laughs> well, keep keep it locked in everyone keep it locked in There's some interesting, interesting things coming up yeah we do alright thanks once again shalom to you we love you and God bless you shalom shalom bye for now Bye for now. This was episode six of Decoding How God Thinks About Work, Money, Business, Investing, and Leadership Through the Life and Story of Joseph from the Book of Genesis. In the next episode, we'll dive into other unique character attributes that compelled God to partner with Joseph. There seems to be a unique favor that was upon Joseph as he moved up the ranks in his master's house to becoming second in command. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.